Hey, fellow travellers. We've got another show coming up on Sunday the 20th of May at Storyville. Who knew? They liked it last time. We're doing it again. It's at 4pm and you can get tickets on our website at dicepaperroll.com. Go out and do it. I'll also bring your mum. Our mums came. They loved it. Your mum might love it too. Or they might not. Who knows? Anyway, enjoy the show. See ya. Previously on Dice, Paper, Roll. In the long-forgotten temple of Helm, watchful eyes looked on. Dust motes danced, a statue scarred, all signs of life long gone. Elan's hopeful searching unearthed secrets from the past, letters and an amulet that proved a mother's love would last. The rogue and the bard went about enlisting Kyrene's aid, but first they'd need ingredients for the pitch to be made. At Bort Bumble Butch's cannery they found what they sought, and through the heavy rain they took the tar back to the fort. Their tasks complete, weary with toil they turned in for the night. But in the morn, atop the keep, a foul and evil sight. The goblin hordes were massing in the pastures and the fields. Battle loomed upon them as the armies marched toward the shield. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. This is episode 36 and we are here in the pod cave. My name is Emil and I'm playing Brackeye the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Greg. I'm playing Aelan, Aaron, Aeon and Asimar, Sorcerer of Helm. Hi, my name is Jack and I'm playing Riki's Song and I'm a tiefling bard. My name is Ben and I'm playing a halfling rogue who goes by the name of Snatch. And I'm Dan. I'm playing the human fighter and cleric of tempers who goes by the name of Thandor. And I'm also the dungeon master. Again. Bum, bum, bum. Do, do, do. Hey, uh, just before we kick off this episode, uh, everyone, I wanted to give a very quick shout out to Dom Wilmot, who is a legend of a human being. He's a Melbourne-based sound designer, audio engineer and musician who very kindly gave up a few hours the other week to come and show me some very useful shortcuts um, with editing and Pro Tools and sound design. It's going to save me a lot of time. So thank you so much, Dom. True champion. Uh, he has a website or a Tumblr page you can check out. Um, he's got lots of great showreels. He works on video games, short films, documentaries, and he loves collaborating with awesome people on awesome things. So if you want to get in touch or just to check out his work, you can do that at domwilmot.tumblr.com. So it's D-O-M-W-I-L-L-M-O-T-T, tumblr.com. There's no E in Tumblr, just in case you didn't know. I never knew that. Really? No, I, I did know that. I'm okay. being silly. Okay. Uh, so, yes, thank you, Dom. You're a legend. Come and play D&D with us sometime. Nice one, Benny. So you are currently atop the keep looking out across the land and you just see hundreds, 
thousands of torches in the distance. I think we should start plans to evacuate the city. We can't face this many foes. With such an extensive underground network, maybe the old city had a back door. Well, we haven't been able to explore the the catacombs. Uh, I mean, I don't know, is there anything in uh, the map, Snatch? There are some passages that could potentially lead outside, but they haven't been explored for what could be decades, if not centuries, so it could be worth looking into. But I'm not sure if we could evacuate an entire city. There are so many people, I, I worry about trying to evacuate them, but maybe we could use the catacombs to shelter people. And meanwhile, they can look as well, just in case, while we hold them off. Buy them some time. Yes, protect the people who cannot fight and and look for an escape at the same time. If there is no way out, I fear for us. I fear for us as well. Helm, look down on us and give me and my friends and this whole city your blessing. And Aelan clutches the amulet that hangs around his neck. Uh, Lady Verisal comes out onto the battlements and she stands there in her ceremonial armour, the green plume coming out of the top of her helm. She's just been notified that the third army has arrived and so you guys uh, talk with her and start to lay out a plan. So, sorry, Jenny, are those armies on one side of the city or are they completely surrounding us north, south, east, west? Uh, So there's, there's no army to the south of you at the moment. Um, the first one came from the north, and then the second one came from the west, and then the third one started to come from the east along the river. Okay. Are they... How far away from the city wall are they? Uh, so the, the shield wall goes out about 20 to 30 feet outside the perimeter of the, the city wall, and then the, the army stands about a good 400 metres from the, the perimeter of the shield. So ten, Whatever that is in ten, feet. Well, 10 feet is 3 metres, so 100 feet is 30 metres. Just do it in metres. You don't yeah, have just, to do yeah, it in just feet. Just do it in metres. Or furlongs, whatever you prefer. You know. I you don't know do what these in, measurements football are. Fields. Do do it it in, in, football fields. Do it in football fields. Do it in the size swimming pool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do it in... Measure it in king's heights. Measure it in king's heights. What's a king's height? Yeah, you know, like... One king stacked on top of another king. That's Queen Elizabeth <laughs> across yeah. with a Henry V. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, Napoleon so in there. Half of the second. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, the, they stand about 400 metres from the perimeter of the shield. So they're, they're still fairly close. Like, they're not that far away. So, like, 60 kings or...? <laughs> <laughs> Do we uh, bring the townsfolk who are vulnerable into the citadel and so the catacombs the, underneath and and shelter them and then yeah in the in the last previous game you had been going around searching for more uh devils that might be still left behind after the portals closed and you had been ushering all the people that you had been coming across to head back towards the central keep because that is going to be at least the safest place because there's a buffer so then on the walls is it just the fighting armed people so um yeah so the all the the walls of the city ever ever since the first army arrived there has been troops standing on the wall waiting for whatever's going to happen and then the other armies have slowly gathered more and, more. and so if the guard and glaives and armed townsfolk are on the walls 
would it not be best then for us to try and stop any incursions over the wall wherever the defence is weakest? How do we repel three armies at the same time? With clones. Oh, How are we going to do that bit? So Lady Verisal, um calls out to Phil to fetch Blex and uh, moments later she arrives at the top of the keep with her palette and brushes and a little fold-out trestle table that's got like a plastic sort of sheet over the top of it with all uh, different coloured paint stains on it. Um, and Phil brings her a a chair and a second chair for you to sit in and she starts dabbing her paintbrush into into the white paint and starts to paint your faces. How, how, um, how would you like to have your faces painted? <laughs> what, what, what's, what's everyone going to be going with? I'd like an insane clown posse. Uh, I'd, I'd like a Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> um, I'm going old school. Like, I'm fucking mime mime artist yeah black eye is like white white face with like black lips like a mime but you know uh black around the eyes quite a lot of black around the eyes i think and uh i think i'll maybe have a bit of uh, shading in the cheeks <laughs> actually can i change mine to uh have like a mix between ronald mcdonald but also alice cooper yeah, so it's it's the big big red smile of Ronald McDonald, but then like your eyes are painted into like spider web kind of um, <laughs> shapes. And um, Alan, you have like the really dark black massive smile on um, your face with the big black outlines around your eyes. Uh, they also paint another eye on top of my eye patch. Yeah, just always <laughs> open. Yeah, she uh, paints another eye o- over your own eye. Um, Thandor has large blue sort of eyes that are outlined in black and then uh, the white face and then uh, just a big red nose popped on top of his own and his lips are done in blue as well. Um, so the, all of his actual like upper lip and lower lip down to the chin kind of thing is just covered in blue. And yeah, you all look significantly like clowns. It's like Braveheart, but clowns. Fifth, yeah, yeah, cl- clown version of um, Braveheart. Snatch yeah. <laughs> starts trying to juggle his knives. Look at me, look at me, I'm a clown, everyone. Uh, roll a, an acrobatics. Oh, acrobatics? Acrobatics. Hey, oh, 19 is. on the die, 26. Yeah, you're... you're Damn, you're flipping uh, from like holding it by the blade and then tossing it up in the air and then sending each um, dagger up and over each other and then um, catching it and you're doing a you're doing a bang up job. You're yeah. quite the clown. These goblins are going to get a happy meal. They'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, after you all have your faces painted, you all start making your way down to the walls of the city. And as you file out of the keep, you see uh, Phil and some of the town's guard filing the civilians, um, all those that are unable to, to fight and the wounded, down into the cellars of the keep. And you make your way to the outer city walls and start to line alongside uh, glaives of tempest and town's guard armed with bows and... On large poles, flags flap in the wind as the army stands before you and you look out and rain starts to fall heavier and there is a crack of thunder and lightning across the sky and across 
from you on the very very frightening it's also <laughs> very very frightening it's also going to make the clown makeup even scarier too <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> running oh, oh yeah. awesome yeah. has the rest of the army got theirs on as well yeah, yeah, yeah all of, the, for the last couple of days it is all that Blex has been doing has just been going and painting each soldier with a different clown face and some have super cool Spider-Man faces and um <laughs> Darth uh, Mauls Darth Mauls of course <laughs> Darth Mauls thank you Disney <laughs> Um, and yeah, and then a lot of just clowns and mimes, some that are similar to yours, but they're all individual. Some people have a cat painted on their face. Some have gone with like uh, butterfly wings with just a big red nose. Um, and out across from you, across the ashen field, smoke rises in thick clouds that choke the air and a single hooded figure walks out to the edge of the shield, so about 20 to 30 feet from the walls, and stands next to one of the macabre black banners with two severed heads atop of them. Smoke clings to the air against the rising sun, and the black mass is just a a churning sea of flesh that continues its chant in the distance as the drums pound and the thumping can be felt through your feet and into your chests. You stand atop the walls and the robed figure stands motionless before the shield, staring into it. Then he turns and roars a command back at his legions and two large ogres start lumbering forward with a small group of goblins and the ogres are carrying in each hand the headless bodies of the watchmen from the towers. The robed figure turns to the ogres and roars a command at them and says, Send them home. And the ogres throw the limp bodies um, of the watchmen at the shield and they pass through the barrier and their flailing corpses sail through the air and crunch sickeningly against the walls of the city. And the ogres roar in triumph, um, but the the leader of the the little goblin band that was with them starts to speak out and and is uh, like pointing at the corpses and then back at the legions. And the robed figure strides forward and he takes off his cloak and lets it fall to the ground, revealing a scarred face, a feral face. And, with mottled reddish fur that is mostly hidden beneath this black ornate heavy armor and a great sword is strapped to his back and you recognize him as the hobgoblin that was at the initial sacrifice where there was the transformation of Bruval and the sacrifice of Emily um Amelia? <laughs> Amelia? I, can, I can't even remember, to be honest. It's honestly not important. It really does. I don't think the listeners remember either. No, well, he killed Emily because Emily was the daughter of Bruvel. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. why Bruvel's so pissed. But anyway, so the, the hobgoblin stares at the goblin boss and then looks back at the ogres and says, Test his theory. Send him to... And the goblin cries out and tries to run away, but then the massive hand of the ogre grasps the back of the goblin's neck and he winds up and launches the goblin at the shield and he screams and the goblin passes through the shield and then impacts the wall alongside the headless corpses of the watchmen. Well, good to see a little bit of infighting going on. Makes our job easier, right, chaps? (laughs) And lady? Wasn't the shield meant to stop them? Uh, No, just 
devils, I think. Oh, yeah. We, we might be a little bit fucked. Well, it's good they don't like clowns then. I guess it's time to find out if it really is true what they say about goblins and clowns. And Snatch gets his crossbow out, loads the bolts and has everything on standby. Oh, smiling lady, please bless everyone here. Rekai unsheaths his sword. Thandor says, The people want to fight. Tempest burns in every person of Greymead, and the guiding hand of Helm will protect us. There's grief for that. <laughs> oh, thank you. I just so happen to have some here. It's I called, don't. It's called God Be God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got a, a selection of ointments and creams from my recent temple visit. Or the god you love without the burning sensation after you pee. <laughs> the hobgoblin turns back to the wall and looks up at all the troops that stand atop it. We are born to this. We shall feast on your flesh. Your shield will fall. Your walls will fall. And you will fall. The mighty one hungers, and we shall feed him. Sorry, what was that? Couldn't hear you over the rain. <laughs> yes, good, yeah, speak up, will you? We can't hear you over at the wall here. I, I just thought maybe you might try projecting. We it might help. Let's hear your whiny, whiny voices. You should try working on your microphone technique. (laughs) (laughs) The hobgoblin is infuriated by you and screams to the sky. Whilst they're distracting him, Brackite sneaks as close as he possibly can and readies a javelin to toss. Yes, wait. Roll a... Toss check. Roll a stealth check? 20 on my stealth check. Natural 20. Uh, You didn't do it right, Emil. You didn't do it right, mate. 20! Yeah! Nice. Good. I rolled a six. (laughs) Uh, Roll to attack if you want to attack now. Oh. Oh, what did you get? It's a it's a four. We switch those dice rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so the hobgoblin roars at the sky in frustration, and you, Brackeye, pop up over the top of the parapets and fling your javelin towards him. But your aim is off, and it just sinks straight into the ground at his feet. As the rest of the horde roars a massive battle cry and start charging down, barreling towards the city walls. They carry ladders and um, siege towers slowly roll um, that are being dragged by hordes of goblins and ogres lumber carrying battering rams as clans of bugbears bear down upon their prey and orcs scream in bloodlust and they wildly charge and the hobgoblins march with impending doom. Roll initiative. Uh, 21. 21 for initiative? Nice. 19. 18 for me. 
15. Oh, shit. Dandor rolled a 1. Hey. Perfect. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you can do this, Dandor. <laughs> He's just up top, just going, oh, God, please, please let me do this. Please He's watching the this. flow of the battle before he jumps in. and. Um, yeah, totally. That's what, that's what he's doing. Yeah, for the, sure. The swirling melee. Uh, so the town's guard line the walls and wait for Thandor's and Vence's call. And they both, in unison, say, Fire! And volleys of arrows swarm down on the incoming horde as they rush in and goblins and orcs start dropping from all the arrows but they're only just a few in this large mass and it continues to barrel down upon you and as the dark mass charges towards the city's defences tiny sparks appear outside the perimeter of the shield and the legions of goblins pass through the shield and on the outside the sparks open up and spin and open fiery portals and devils begin to step outside and wait on the outside of the perimeter, unable to pass through. Um, And the regimented lines of hobgoblins form up uh, within the shield perimeter and they let loose their own set of arrows. Can everyone please roll a dexterity save? Nine for Brekai. Thirteen for Alan. Twenty-one for Rikis. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. Yeah, I, I have 22. a plus six to dexterity saves and plus one for the pin. So the arrows start filling the sky and start coming down upon you. And Rikis and uh, Snatch, you're able to sort of just dive behind the the parapets and um, in between the legs of other guards. As, Do we use them as meat shields? Well, you're not meaning to, but there's like <laughs> fortunate for you that um, an arrow comes uh, down straight towards you, Snatch. But one of the town's guard, who is unaware of it and is frightened from the sight of all these uh, goblins, takes the arrow straight in his collarbone, saving you. And Ariki, you're able to dive against the parapets and protect yourself from the incoming uh, hailstorm. Brackeye, after sort of exposing yourself atop the parapet, an arrow streaks down and uh, hits you directly in the chest. And yes, six points of piercing damage. Uh, and you're not raging yet. So that's six points of piercing damage. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, and Aelan, you being a bit unaware, looking towards the town's guard, trying to fill them with hope, are unaware of the arrows as they come in and you take one in the shoulder blade, causing you three points of piercing damage. Ah, my shoulder blade! That's my favourite one! And so the ladders of the goblins reach the walls and start to come up against um, the parapets. Uh, Alan, what do you want to do? So Alan, being hit by the arrow, sort of stumbles forward onto the parapet uh, and leans heavily and pulls the arrow from, from his back. Uh, wrenching it out and as he does engages uh, his protector Asimar power and bright golden wings spring from his back uh, he steps forward off the edge of the parapet and floats out uh, in front of everyone and holding his arms out to the sides he conjures a memory of 
his mother, Eleanor, back in the temple and how she led her units of troops. Even when he watched her in those training practices, um, she shone with an inner light that he believed always was gifted by Helm. And as he uh, holds his arms out to the side, he summons that same energy through uh, the memory of her and casts Beacon of Hope. Uh, so that's a new spell that I have. Be a awesome. can of hope. Yeah, be a can of hope. Um, <laughs> he cracks one open. It's a BB. Um, the spell bestows hope and vitality, and I choose any number of creatures within range, and for the duration, each uh, target has an advantage on wisdom saves and death saves uh, and regains the maximum number of hit points possible. So it's everybody within 30 feet. So I'd like to just hit everybody within 30 feet of me along the wall. So hopefully everybody in the party as well. You step out off the parapets and float there. And just the sight of you, all of the Townsguard and Glaives look out at you as you crack a tinny um, and start chugging. Could I, no, can I shotgun it? <laughs> yeah. So can, I, can I, what is it where you pierce the thing yeah, and you, then crush the can? You, you, got, you got the arrow head still yes. in your hand <laughs> and you stab it into the can um, just at the base of it and just shotgun this can and crush it against your forehead. And then I throw <laughs> the can down and turn to the people and go, Help is with us! And everyone, after watching that amazing display of chugging, uh, are filled with hope <laughs> and um, vitality and are renewed. Awesome. Awesome. And for our American listeners, Crackatinny is uh, opening a can of soda pop. Yeah, soda Beer. pop. Beer. <laughs> we yeah. are from Australia. Oh, sorry, know. yeah. I was trying to like a can of tinny. A tinny is an aluminum, aluminium can. I'm anyway. sick of this, like, degrading of our comedy for the American listeners. <laughs> <laughs> like it a lot. Look it up. Google it. Uh, awesome. Brackeye, you're up. <sighs> Brackeye snaps off the arrow shaft that had pierced his chest, reaches back behind him, pulls another javelin and then like pushes back his right foot, really looks over his shoulder and tries to take aim at this same hobgoblin and he does another cold shot so he like licks his finger and points at the hobgoblin and lets fly with another javelin. Roll to attack. 11. No? Yeah, 11. Great. Uh, you throw your javelin, but in amongst all the mass of the goblins that are charging towards the city, um, the hobgoblin is lost in amongst it, and you try and take aim and throw it directly at him, but it veers to the left and it strikes into the peck of this large orc, piercing straight through his chest, and he collapses to the ground. Don't mind collateral damage. So uh, ladders start to clang against the walls of the the city and goblins start rushing up the sides of these uh, ladders. Snatch, you're up. Snatch is going to stay hidden behind the parapets and, mm-hmm. or, or any of the guardsmen um, and I want to get a, a bead on the top of one of those ladders and with my crossbow and just shoot the first goblin to stick its head up over the ladder right in the face. Awesome. Can you just quickly roll a stealth for me? Yes. Well, that's ordinary. Uh, four plus ten. Fourteen. 
great. Yeah, you uh, duck down behind uh, the corpse of the town's guard who had taken the arrow for you. Why did he die? Yeah, he's dead. Oh, thanks, mate. Yep, everyone's going to die. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you sort of cling against the side of the parapet and use uh, his body as well as cover. And just as you uh, get down and pop your crossbow into an aiming position, a goblin comes up over the top of the parapets, clinging to one of the ladders, and looks out and sees all these clown faces and screams in terror. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Roll to attack. Everyone knows there are worse fear! (laughs) Not clowns! No! (laughs) Insert funny clown pun here. As I attack with a 17 and with a crossbow, that's 24 to hit. That hits. All right. Uh, Sneak attack? Yeah. Great. You got people all around you. Ooh, 6, 10, 17, plus 4, 21 points of damage. In the face! Yeah, that is in the face because as the goblin screams, it's mouth wide open you fire your crossbow bolt and it sinks straight through its mouth and out the back of its head and it <laughs> I don't know what that was <laughs> um, his, his, scream scream, his scream is uh, cut off and he topples backwards slowly and falls back down on top of more of the um, goblins uh, the ladder still stands against the wall, but other goblins are torn off of it and fall down and are crushed underneath the trampling feet. And I yell out, quick, someone, push this ladder off! Because uh, I'm small and can't do it. <laughs> a couple of the glaives of Tempest hear your command and run towards the ladder and will try and roll to push it off. Um... The two guards uh, take either side of the ladder and heave uh, the ladder backwards and it slowly topples back on top of the incoming hordes. Ariki, you're up. Seeing the the hordes, Ariki first of all yells out to Alan, Spit in my hand! And I catch the spit in my hand and save it for later. That's holy um, water, by the way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, and with that smudge the holy water across the strings of my loot. Um, right. That's for later, though. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, and then take a, a sliver of glass from my satchel and then strum it across my loot and I say, I would hate to get cut up about a few clones and then throw the glass out into the mass of flowing bodies and uh, a cloud of daggers. Awesome. You strum the strings of your lute and the glass reverberates and you throw it forward and it cracks apart and hundreds of tiny shards of glass spray out from the original piece. I'm assuming that you're wanting to have it appear right above the ladders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, roll damage. 12 and another 4, so 16. Yay! Yeah, so the hundreds of tiny pieces of glass whirl around in the the wind and the rain above the top of the ladder and partway down, and one of the goblins clings to a rung of the ladder and its hand is slowly sliced away and it falls backwards, back down through more of the blades, and it's like 
It's like when um, you know, is it? It's one of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies where the guy falls down through the helicopter and then he just goes. Uh, yeah, kindergarten cop. <laughs> kindergarten <laughs> cop. Yeah, of course. Uh, what's the one with the grandmother? Uh, twins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thandor, who stands atop the gate, sees down below some ogres that start heading towards the main gate carrying their large battering rams, and he turns to the glaives that are around him and commands them to pour the burning pitch from Kyrene, and he turns to them and says, um, Give them the fire of tempers. We've got an ointment for that. And, uh, <laughs> and the glaives upturn the cauldrons and this thick black boiling liquid pours out and down onto the ogres as they pound at the main gate which starts to splinter Um, and as soon as this oily mass connects with flesh it sears and burns away and the ogres scream and start flinging their hands around wildly taking out goblins left right and center Um, and one runs off away from the city and crashes into one of the siege towers that's making its slow descent to the wall and crashes into it and breaks a large section away and it falls and crumples and crushes two dozen goblins and orcs beneath it. I guess he didn't like our pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, More goblins... More goblins climb the ladders and are actually able to start to come out on top of the parapets, and they are cut up by uh, Ariki's glass, but there are plenty of ladders that are interspersed throughout the length of the wall. Uh, Alan, you're up. Alan uh, swoops down and grabs the top of a nearby ladder and then flies out from the wall with it, tipping it over the other way and letting it go with a bunch of goblins on it. Awesome. Uh, And then floating in the air, spins backwards and holds his hands out, palms up towards uh, the defenders on the wall and uh, yells, My friends, have Helm's blessing! Have his aid! Uh, and uh, light streaks out and envelops Snatch, Ariki's and Brackei, uh, lending them Helm's aid. Uh, they each get five temporary hit points for the next eight hours. Ooh. Is this because I like Tempus? You dick. (laughs) It's because you're the DM. Um, Awesome. Uh, Quickly. uh, Spell yourself to to that door, you fuckwit. And then he's like, T-H-A-N-O. Quickly roll a strength check with advantage for the awesomeness of that image. Yeah, uh, 18, because I rolled a 19, negative one. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, yeah, you uh, fly out and grab hold of one of the goblins that clings to um, to the ladder, and you start pulling him away, and he digs in deep and tries holding onto the ladder, and you start pulling both of them away, and they fall, and you still cling to the goblin and then just let him go after the ladder falls and crushes um, orcs below, and then cast aid on your allies. Awesome. Thanks. An orc climbs over the top of the ladder, and his face is scarred, and he roars a battle cry, emboldening the other goblins that start to amass on the parapets. Brackeye, you're up. Brackeye has his third and last javelin in his hand. He was 
he just leaned back to let fly one more time in an attempt to hit the hobgoblin. But at the last second, when the orc pops into view up the top of the ladder, he pulls his shot short and goes for that orc with the javelin. Awesome. Roll to attack. It's a five. Javelin is not my weapon. No. <laughs> I think you need to switch. Yeah, you see the orc and it screams at you and you throw the javelin, but it sails over its right shoulder and it sails out of view. Don't you have two attacks now? Because you're level five? That's true. So... So does he Very frustrated at his lack of hand-eye coordination and his use of projectiles today, Brackeye starts to get a little bit angry and rage <laughs> builds up inside him and bubbles away in his stomach as steam comes out of his ears <laughs> and and he cracks a big smile which with the clown makeup looks ferocious and terrifying at the same time and he makes uh, a reckless attack with his greatsword at the orc that he's just missed with the javelin go for it 20 <laughs> nice kaboosh I think the change of weapon was <laughs> yeah, the right yeah, idea nice. well yeah. overdue yep <laughs> <laughs> yep great uh, roll damage so it's 4d6 plus 15. Ah, oh, nice roll. Thank mm. you. Um, what's that? 9, uh, 15, uh, 30 points of damage. Jesus. Oh, wow. Lucky you remembered that second attack. Yeah. Thanks, DM. <laughs> no worries. Um, awesome. Yeah, the, the javelin flies over its shoulder and it laughs and just pissing you off even more and you just scream and run at this orc infuriated in a rage even and bring your large greatsword down in an overhead swing and it caves in the orc's skull and it falls back slowly off the edge Breko makes another attack oh yeah Cleve go for it he places his left hand at the top of the uh, ladder and seeing the next creature coming up the ladder, he makes for a swing down at it. Awesome, go. Roll attack. Wow, double 16. Um, that makes it 19. That makes it a hit. Uh, one of the goblins starts climbing up the ladder towards you, and you look down upon it and swing your sword. 22. Nice. You cut down and slice both of its hands off the rung of the ladder and it falls backwards off the, the side of the ladder and falls back down to the ground. Snatch? Uh, okay, so what did you say was happening at the front gate? One of the ogres is down. So the boiling pitch was poured down onto the ogres and they flailed about. One of them took out a um, siege tower and the other one took out more of the goblins and orcs in its panic, but there is still ogres at the, the front door. And and the pitch the pitch was already burning. It's boiling pitch, so it's... Boiling, so it's not burning. We yeah. said before it's flammable, right? Yes. All right, so Snatch is going to run along the parapets, hiding underneath, although he probably doesn't need to duck too much. I thought you were going to do the Tinder thing again. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get the Tinder box out again. <laughs> Tinder box. Oh, yeah. I don't want to waste my time. Well, I'm assuming we have some torches... Yeah, there's torches that line the edges of the um, parapets. Great. So Snatch runs, ducking underneath uh, the parapets with his crossbow still in hand, and he grabs one of the torches and kind of leaps up and throws it down towards the boiling pitch uh, at the front gate. Awesome. Burn Uh, you motherfuckers! Roll a dex. 20! I love this red nose, baby! (laughs) 
Awesome. Yeah, you take the torch and fling it down right at the front of the gate and the torch flips end over end through the air and goblins look up towards it and see this light spinning and as it hits the ground, blue flame ignites and expands out from the the centre point running along wherever the boiling pitch had been oozing out towards and all of the orcs and goblins that stand amongst it, they're feet catch on fire and the flames start to lick up their sides and they are panicked and are running around on fire. Oh no, Snatch! The gate! The flames yeah. start to lick up the side of the the wooden gate. I thought of that as the torch left my hand. Uh, whoops. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Looked sweet though! Yeah! It was a good throw. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thanks. Definitely. Awesome. Uh, beside you, an orc swings a, a battle axe, and then it is blocked by um, two glaives that cross over each other. And the two glaives of Tempest stand alongside one another, grasping their weapons as this orc snarls. And the glaives push off and then both cut in towards the orc, one going high and one going low, and they just cut into him and the orc spirals away and then falls off the edge of the wall. Arikis, it is your turn. More goblins are climbing the ladders and coming out onto the parapets. You can see the siege towers are now only 10 feet away. They've closed in and it is your turn. I'm going to fucking crown a madness. That fucking goblin. The hobgoblin? Yeah, yeah. The general? Yeah, I'm going to give it another shot because third time lucky, right? Right, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Come on, Jack. He's within 120 feet, right? Yes, he is. He's about 40 feet from where you are. Yeah, and so I start playing and silence comes around me. And um, Do you play a song by the band, Madness? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our house <laughs> is not your house. But it's also in the middle of our street. <laughs> <laughs> Grey meat. <laughs> in the middle of um, in the middle of a siege grave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and so that guy's just got to pass a wisdom saving throw or become charmed. Yeah, great. I rolled a two. Fuck yes! Finally! Yes! Third time's the charm. So, yeah, uh, so you strum your loot and down in amongst the mass, the hobgoblin is commanding troops all around him to head in and to kill as many people as he possibly can and then suddenly this dark grey crown appears above its head and slowly spins and the creature stops commanding its troops around him and I believe you're allowed to tell it to attack any creature other than itself. Yeah, it just starts wailing on the other on the pre- on the on the people who previously trusted him, which is the thing that cuts deepest. <laughs> a, a, a goblin shaman that stands beside it looks towards him, and he unsheaths his greatsword and just stabs straight down into the goblin, piercing it to the ground. And it looks up at it and goes, "But why?" <laughs> <laughs> um, the siege towers pulled by the um, scores of goblins finally reach the city walls and they crash into the walls as their drawbridges open and 
fall on top of the surrounding guards and glaives, pushing them off the edges of the parapets, and goblins and orcs and bugbears start streaming out of the siege towers. And that is where we'll end the game. Wow, that is another episode of Dice Paper Roll. Will the clown makeup be enough to save them from the horde? Will the goblin army fare without their general? Will the tight five be persecuted for war crimes by using boiling pitch? Find out next week on another episode of Dice Paper Roll. Whoa! What was that? Oh, the way that Brackeye did that thing. Yeah. Oh. When you cast the thing on the thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Spoilers, folks. It's five weeks since we recorded that. This one. Yeah. This one we, we're doing later. Yeah. We've done a couple of live shows and a bunch of poems, and we are recording this little message a few weeks after we've just recorded this game. But nevertheless, we are coming from the future to you. Don't think about time. Time's okay. confusing. It's irrelevant. The point is, we got 11,000 downloads. Yeah, just recently. And we first of all wanted to say thank you to all of you for making that happen. Yeah. But our next goal is to get 10,000 every month. Which is going to be so easy with your help. Yeah, we have a just a very small call to action for each and every one of you to please... Go onto iTunes and leave us a review. You can even do it on your iPhone while you're listening to this podcast. You can just scroll down to the bottom and it says leave a review. And it's really important because why, Jack? Well, we get put on the new and noteworthy when when there's a big influx of reviews and... Particularly good ones. Particularly good ones. Um, so if you've been listening for like 36 episodes and you're like, wow, I can't wait till the next one. You know what? Review the podcast yes. in that time. Please, please do. Uh, it would mean the world to us. And, and look, none of us works at Apple. We don't know the mysterious inner workings of their algorithms, but we do know the more reviews, the better. So please help us out, everyone, and we would be, uh, well, I would like to say eternally grateful, but Jack's already made his feelings known about no. eternal gratefulness. Well, like, it's just too much of a promise, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but I will be eternally grateful. And uh, You do you, boo. Yeah, you do you. So thank you, everyone. Have a great uh, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. In the middle of a siege, grey mead. In the middle of a siege, grey mead. In the middle of a siege, grey mead. <laughs> Key change. In the middle of a siege. <laughs>